Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. And welcome back to another week of Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty here with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And for the third week in a row, we have our amazing guest from the country of Nepal, Harry Tamang, who has been telling us about his life, his humble beginnings, his his eternal quest for education, finding himself, finding purpose in life. And he is going to share with us this week all about his journey that is yet to come and his hopes and dreams for the future. Of course, he is going to continue furthering his education. He's taking this one year and he is working with our organization called Astegos.org, which has a community warehouse here in Boise, Idaho. And he's going to uh, share all of that with us this week. And we're going to learn a little bit more about him and his wife and how they met and all of the opportunities that you might have to meet Harry and to help him in his work. Pastor, as you know, I love to start the week with a question. I like to come from a perspective I think that maybe someone who's listening might have. And for me, honestly, one of the things that has troubled me over the years in doing various ministries is what to do when you don't have enough resources. Uh, you know, we always have this idea that we should be we should be fully funded before we start and we should have all the money lined up before we go and we should da, da, da. you know, we have these preconceived ideas. But what does the Bible tell us and what in your experience is the best way to to handle not having enough resources? Yes, I always, you know, think about what the Bible says in Luke chapter 10 when Jesus sent out the other 72 to do the work of the kingdom, the work of the spreading the good news, you know. He was sending them like chips among the wolf and listen to the instructions, you know. Take nothing with you. Take no purse, take no money, take no bag, take take no extra pair of shoes, sandals. Take those things that you think that you need. Take them not with you on the trip. Because I want you to know what is your source. I want you to develop a relationship with me. And this is only by faith. This is by faith. You know, fixing your eyes in me as the source and as the way maker, as the miracle worker. You know, and that's all that we need. I come from a culture that you learn to do almost everything without resources. You know, and uh, it it helps you be creative. It it helps you stay closer to your source. That is God Himself. You know, He will give you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the resources. And when I think about resources, I always ask the Lord again. We come to asking the Lord of the harvest to send what resources, money, finances. No. We ask of him to send people, to send workers, because when you have a committed worker, in spite of their background, if they're committed to the work of the kingdom, God is going to do two things. He's going to work in the life of the person, showing himself to that person, 
so the person can have an encounter with him and working through the person so that person can be a blessing to others. When I think about resources, I ask the Lord, the Lord of the Harvest for more work, just more people. That is one of those resources, you know, multitask person that God has gifted. Hattie, it is God himself who gifted you with that. It was God himself who gave you a second opportunity to leave, you know, to be born again. And probably at seven, coming from your country and with your thoughts and ideology, you were not aware of that today, today, after hearing you for, for the past two weeks, you know, two episodes, I, I know in my nor that God brought you here to fulfill his plans in your life and through your life and that you are an answer to my prayers. I think that I have to say, seeing the the work and the commitment that you've made over the years, Harry, and specifically just working so closely with you for the last month, seeing you every day come to work prepared, ready to do good, I have been astonished. I've seen people growing up in America, you know, who would be your age, who can't do a tenth of the work that you're doing. And every week when it comes to the end of the week and I say, you did a great job, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And with that, we'll be right back. Estegos needs volunteers. Come and volunteer at our community warehouse. We need help with sorting, building, organizing, and displaying our extensive inventory of products. We can even host your church or business volunteers as well. If you're interested, reach out by email to harry at estegos.org. That's H-A-R-I at estegos.org or call 208-230-9706. 208-230-9706. And we're back, of course, here beyond the walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And I just want to say a quick shout out to the estegos.org community warehouse you know, we are so grateful for the support of the board of Estegos.org. They allow us to do this uh, fantastic ministry where we get to come on and meet interesting people and hear how they are serving the kingdom outside of the walls of the church. We have with us Harry Tamang, who is from the country of Nepal, one more final week. We're going to talk to Harry a little bit about his journey that final year, this last final year at the College of Idaho. And during that year, you were the president of the International Student Organization, also known as ISO. You were able to be instrumental in providing resources to students that came from countries with nothing. I remember one time we were speaking and you were telling me a story about a student who arrived a few days earlier. They had no money in their pockets and they had no way of getting any money because their family was so poor that they had gathered together $10, 10 American dollars and given it to the student. And that was all the money the entire extended family could spare. And they sent them here to America to further their education. And then we met. And you were telling me about this person and, and their needs. They needed a blanket. They needed Absolutely. a pillow. They needed socks. They didn't have a ski jacket or, or even a winter coat of any kind. The, these very basic needs that you and, and, and I, Pastor, we take for, well, I take for granted. You you came from a country that was so hot you didn't need a, a winter jacket. But here in America, we take those things for granted. So I want you to just take a few minutes and 
tell me about this final year. What was it like for you to be in leadership, to see all the needs, and try your utmost to gather the resources to serve those people? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you both of you, Pastor Israel and Tim, for guiding me throughout the years to to serve our community back because. We met like a, when people come at Kaliza by the hall, there are like a, quite a lot of people came with like a ten dollar or twenty dollar in their pocket, and then they cannot bring like a four or five luggage. They can bring maximum is two luggage, and you cannot fit or put all together all the items in a two luggage. And I think just before, so we can explain to the the audience, these international students come with a full ride scholarship. So when they go to school, they, they don't necessarily have a, the burden of tuition. That is being covered by a scholarship. And they don't necessarily have the burden of a place to live because they can live on campus. And they don't necessarily have the burden of feeding themselves while the school is open. Now, we're going to talk about when the school is closed, but while the school is open, they can eat in the cafeteria. But other than that, they can bring two bags on the airline with them, and that's it. And they don't get to go home unless their family can afford to send them home until the end of their four years of college. And in most cases, th- these people are coming from countries where they, you know, they they cannot afford to send their children in America anything. In fact, in a lot of ways, this is the greatest hope of these families is that these students will become educated and be able to come back to their country and spur economic development with their education. So now that everybody understands the game that we're playing here. Absolutely. Tell us again, Harry. So they they get off the plane, they have their two suitcases mm-hmm. and they have all these needs. How did you how were you able to help fill those needs? Oh yeah, I mean basically like they come with nothing, you know, only with a couple of clothes and a couple of stationery and a couple of just like a winter cloth. And I'm sure you guys know how cold is in Idaho. It's very, very cold in, during the winter. And also, especially like when they come, they need at least blanket and pillows and some towel. So that's the time they are the need, you know, they need those things. So that's why I try to help with with other local friends and also asking some charge and also non-profit, you know, how you can help us to, you know, provide those facilities to those um, who is in need. And so that time I met you and also Pastor Rachel's and asking, you know, if you guys have like a, some good clothes or like a, if you can do something, you know, for those, our community, you know. So please do it because they came all the way from 7,000 miles. Some of them are more than 7,000 miles away from home. And so they don't have mom and dad here and they don't have a parents or they don't have a family. So they just came to get education, you know. But if you don't have basic needs, those like a like a cloth and food, especially during the winter break and also summer break and there's a fall break and spring break because that's the time our calf and also making clothes. So that time some of the people doesn't have a lot of money or any money to spend for the food. Well, and, and let's, let's, so let's explain that just for a minute. So basically, so you understand what Harry is saying is there's about 130 to 140 students that are from outside of the country, outside of the United States. They're here learning. And when the school closes for winter break, 
for spring break, for Christmas break, for Thanksgiving break, the cafeteria closes and there's no food for them to eat. And so what we have done is we've we've worked with the students to provide for them. And so we we bring them food that that they can eat, that they can cook, that they can heat in the microwave. We also bring a food truck to feed them at least one hot meal a day so that they have something and we give them to go containers so they can take them with them back to their dorm rooms and they can heat them up in the microwave later because we know that they need a full belly to be productive. And so we've used the resources that we have through our community res- uh, our community warehouse to help f- you know provide these things, warm jackets and socks and pants and blankets and pillows and sheets and beds and you name it have all been provided through Harry this last year and then in the coming years there's a new president of the student organization that we'll be working with, Harry will be working with directly uh-huh. to make sure those needs are filled. Absolutely. So what was it like before Pastor Israel got involved? Tell me a little bit about, and I have about one minute left here. Describe for me, what was it like when there was absolutely no food and nobody to help? Uh-huh. How did you get through those those long winter breaks with no, no cafeteria open? I mean, so we were like a... Of course, there was like a lot of difficult uh, for us, uh, but still, you know, we had like a small community. We tried to work together, and so we just were trying to on the pace of figuring out, you know, how can we get more resources and opportunity for our community. Mm-hmm. And that's the time when I became ISA president, and I found that you know, you guys wanted to help, and then so we. Well, great. Well, and with that, we'll be right. Hey, this is Pastor Dave McGuire from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a welcoming community where you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045, and you're going to love the setting. We sit out in the middle of farm ground. Our members at the church offer such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path. Find us online at deerflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church the perfect church for imperfect people. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S. Org. And we're back again with Harry Tamang from the country of Nepal. Pastor Israel is here with me in the booth, and we are talking about Harry's life. And uh, of course, we're here in our last segment of the series. I want to just tell people, if you want to meet Harry, if you want to see what Pastor Israel and I have seen, the, the charity, the generosity, the kindness in this young man's heart, you can reach out to Harry through email. His email is h-a-r-i at astegos.org. Again, that's h-a-r-i at a-s-t-e-g-o-s dot o-r-g. And you can sign up to come volunteer with us. Help us put some things together for the teachers and the preachers and the nonprofits here in the community. Work with us. 
in the community. Pastor. Yes, in addition to this, if any one of you uh, wants to bless our international students' family in Treasure Valley, you know, whether they are from the College of Idaho, BSU, or CWI, especially Caldwell, because that's where we are, this is our background, but uh, if you feel led by God to be a blessing to one of these kids, you know, who are in need of a host family, who are in need of a place to stay during the breaks, who are in need of learning how to drive, who are in need of uh, food pantry programs, you know, in the community when the cafeteria is closed, just just reach out to Hattie at the same email address, hattie at astegos.org, and uh, he will connect you with different opportunities because he he's still connected, you know, to the new president of, of the ISO, the International Students' Organization, and he can connect you, link you up with other opportunities to bless other kids, you know? And that's really, honestly, what we what we hope, what we can do is to bring the community together in order to find a way to show the charity and show the kindness to these young men and women who are so far from home. And, you know, I remember myself being a young man off at college, and my family was hundreds of miles away, and... I can't imagine what it, what it would be like to not be able to pick up the phone and say, oh, hey, mom and dad, I need whatever it is, an extra, back then it was an extra 25 bucks so that I could go to the movies or take a girl out on a date or whatever it was. You you don't get that when you're from Nepal or when you're from Bangladesh or when you're from, you know, one of these these poor African countries or, or, or you're from a humble start down in, you know, in, in China or another, one of these other countries where they're just, there isn't the amount of resources that are available to us Americans. So Harry, tell us you're, you're here for a year. You're working with us. You are helping teachers. You're helping preachers. You're helping nonprofits. You're leading volunteers to do work in the community warehouse and in other places in the community. Your plan after one year is to get your master's degree, I understand. Yes. Uh-huh. But tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to gain from this year. No, I mean, as I told you, you know, so I'm in this place right now because somebody helped me. And education is very, very key valuable for me. So that's why I look up. I when I was when I graduated from college or by the hall this May and I was looking for different jobs and then I found this as they go and from you you know so I also known you from long time and so I just wanted to you know help our community because those teachers are on teachers charge also non-profit and home schools they are the always in the front line you know so imagine you know like a in your teachers or like a professor doesn't have to worry any of those bills, you know, for the classroom resources. And also imagine all the teachers has all the resources. They don't have to worry how to get it. And just could focus like a hundred persons on your, like, you know, like our brother and sister, how can we provide the quality education and how can we make a better person, you know? Then if that happens, you know, I'm sure like our society will be perfect and good, you know. Right now, in even in Idaho, you know, Idaho is number 46th in education funding. Mm. So that's made me like worried because because of the education I'm here today, you know, talking mm. with you. If I was not going to, you know, if I didn't go to schools, that means I will be 
I will not be here today with you. That's why I want to make sure every door or like every school, the teachers has all the resources what they need. Mm. Not only schools, there is a church, there is a non-profit. They need a lot of resources all the time. And when they have a lot of resources, they could do wildly better job, you know. Absolutely. And when I think about the work you've been doing just this last month, I mean, you spent an entire weekend over the 4th of July. We were at the fireworks tent, and uh, which is really interesting because Pastor Israel had thought that this fireworks tent was not going to happen. Every year for the last several years, we uh, had this opportunity to uh, sell fireworks in order to raise money for the ministry. And, of course, this last year, we thought it wasn't going to happen. We didn't have a place to put the tent up, and there was a number of circumstances that it, it, it almost happened, and then it didn't, and it did. And then we got an opportunity to give away toys in CUNA at this elementary school. And tell us a little bit about what happened that day that was so miraculous. Yeah, that day in Kenya, we were together as a team, you know, serving in the community and loving on the kids of our elementary school there. And I don't know, I felt, you know, to give another a try to call again to this property owner, you know, whom we lived in the past four years in a row. And I've talked to him, Hattie, and team like four times before. And it seems like they had plans with the land and it wasn't going to happen. That was the reason why they wouldn't let us, you know, lease it this year. But I don't know. I called him up again and I say, you know, uh, we're here serving in the community in Cuna, this elementary school. And this is, this is the reason why we do this kind of fundraisers in the valley, you know, because we have ministry opportunity to serve here locally through outreach ministries, also international missions in, in Latin American countries. And uh, this time, you know, it was a different approach. It was a different presentation, talking to the same person, okay? And he said, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, will let you, I will let you use the property. It, it made me feel like Jesus telling the disciples, you've been fishing the whole night, but this time I want you to throw the net to the left, to the <laughs> other side. You know, just change the way how you've been doing things a little bit and let me have full control of this. And uh, he said, yes, it was a tremendous blessing. And not, not only that, but after the event was all over and wrapped up and ready to go home, I got a chance to answer, to take a phone call from him. He called back because we extended a gift of you know thankfulness to him. And he said, uh, we're ready for next year. I want you to use the property again next year for what you're doing. You know, So God is definitely at work. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes Hold on, try again. That's right. And with that, we'll be right back. Well, I just want to say a quick thank you again to our sponsor, the Estegos.org Community Warehouse. It's been one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to lead that organization. And the fact that the board trusts us to come on here and do this radio show and spread the words that we're, we're able to, to share. And to have Harry here with us during this time to be able to share his life story. Just thank you for coming on, Harry, and thank you for what you've done to join our organization, to, to join with us, and to continue allowing us to help more and more and more people, because it is really, truly, honestly, through your work that more people are going to get connected to us. And I, I just want to say that it's so important that 
people out there who are listening, if they want to get involved, if they want to go beyond the walls of the church, please reach out to Harry, H-A-R-I at A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, Harry at Estegos.org, and connect yourself with Harry. He would love to meet you. He would love to make your acquaintance, and he would love to be able to have you help us make an impact. Now, once again, we're going to have the pastor say a prayer in English. Harry has been kind enough to help us translate this into Nepalese, so that's what you're about to hear uh, for the next little bit here, this next last minute or so of our show. Thank you, Jesus, for listening to our prayers. Thank you for giving me eternal life. I know I am forgiven from all of my sins. I want to live the rest of my life here on earth committed to what you love most. Sharing this wonderful gospel in words and deeds, for whosoever believeth in you shall not perish but have everlasting life. We love you, Jesus, and we are forever grateful. In your name, Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening today. May God bless you this weekend as you continue your endeavors today. We will see you next Saturday on Beyond the Walls.